back. Live ball podcast. A little bit of a hiatus, but we're good. Seth yeah, you can out, blame me. Yeah, he's out there having fun. Living my best life. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's start off a clip here before we get out into the show. And we all know who this is. Here we go. Should play in a second. Has been broken. So three for themselves. Don't find him. You are nobody. I wanted to say that more, but I will get fined, of course, and you will get nothing. Can I swear at him? No, no, I will get a fine. This is bullseye. 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 I don't swear, right? <laughs> I really appreciate the respectful hate, right? Can I swear at you? Yeah. Is that right if I swear at you? Yeah. <laughs> That's Seth hilarious. and I were, were actually, this is actually on point because we were talking about, should we swear on this podcast? Yeah, we, we should. Because we swear like sailors outside of the podcast. Yeah, that is but, true. That's very you know, true. So if we drop an F-bomb once in a while. Sorry, guys. That's right. Um, but yeah, Medvedev, this was actually Wimbledon a couple years ago uh, when Medvedev wasn't as well known. and He was still kind of a... You, you remember how he came on to, like, the U.S. Open scene? I do. And he was, like, everyone was booing him at the U.S. Open. And he was, like, being very aggressive. He, like, flicked off the crowd and all yeah. that stuff. This was even before that. And I'm pretty sure this was a match. He was playing David Goffin on, like, the third round. Of, this is Wimbledon. And he, uh, after the match, he lost and was throwing coins at the at the uh, chair umpire. Jeez. <laughs> it was, like... Oh, this is the only way I can win is if I can bribe you. <laughs> so petty. Oh, he's hilarious. He's one of my. I mean, it's kind of funny yeah. though. I mean, can he's... I can I swear at you? Yeah, bullseye, bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, yeah. So we're back. Um, we have been gone for a little bit. Um, I don't think much has happened in the tennis world since we've been gone. I mean, not really. Dumb tournament. I'm Stupid. Some, dumb surface has been going on what, mm-hmm. but yeah i mean you can you can tell the audience what what have, how did you hurt yourself this time Seth? yeah i know that, that seems to be the intro always is how to hurt myself <laughs> i was in boston for the fourth of july weekend which was great did a bunch of fun stuff there developed the cold of the century and got laryngitis which made my task of singing at my sister's wedding this past weekend a little bit more difficult yeah, but screw your sister's wedding. And right. more importantly, more importantly, you couldn't do this podcast. So. Couldn't do this podcast because I could not talk, could not make vocal sound. Right. And so we had to delay the podcast a little bit. So uh, per usual, I found a way to injure myself in some fashion. Seth had fun and got hurt. Yeah, that's how it usually works. And he doesn't learn. No, that's true. I am a slow learner. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> But, you know, all that uh, fun times, I guess, allowed you to watch Wimbledon a little bit? Yeah, in know. silence. Were you in, were you in Boston when it was all going down? Or were you? I was. I was also uh, home. We got home oh, early yeah. um, for that last basically second week. So I got to watch quite a bit of Wimbledon towards the end there. Nice. So that was fun. Got to yeah. stay home from work and work from home because I couldn't talk to human beings. So That's that was overrated. Nice. It is very, you'd be surprised. That's my life. <laughs> you'd be shocked how much my stress went down from not having to talk to other human beings. Right. It was wonderful. Oh, it's great. So. Yeah, you're um, so much more relaxed. You just, you with your thoughts. Yeah. Trailing I, away. I never disagree with myself. 
mm-hmm. you know it's usually when there's another human being there I'm so the funniest person i know most me too. interesting person i, I, know. I me too i take very good care of myself yeah. and i am one of the, my favorite people yeah so come to find out the plot twist of this entire podcast is there's actually only one host <laughs> Yeah, this this, this is, is just actually Seth talking to himself. This channel is actually all about narcissism. It's like a uh, Fight Club, <laughs> right? Fight. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Seriously. you find out at the end, <laughs> Brad Pitt's not a real person. <laughs> I, to be perfectly honest with you, I've never understood that movie. I, I don't even kind of understand it. You beat the crap it. out of somebody, but yeah. it's not really a thing. But you it's kind of yourself, a thing. It's yeah. like a, it, it's a stupid movie, frankly, yeah. but. I mean, you're not supposed to talk about it, right? That's the number one rule of it. So. Yeah, I don't know. What a Boy, that's not movie. where I thought this podcast was going. <laughs> so, Wimbledon. <laughs> club. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, but, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. This is kind of getting boring. <laughs> yeah. Pro tennis is getting a little boring. Or at boring. least the men's side. Yeah. I don't know. The women's was, was pretty interesting. It had some cool stuff happen. I. I like Ash Barty a lot. Yeah. It's kind of hard not to like. She is a cool chick. She is. Um, she's really good at tennis, obviously. She, remember, she's only like 25, which threw me for a loop because I thought yeah. she was like 30 or something like that because she was a really good junior player, came onto the scene, was like a top 20 player, retired from tennis. And played uh, cricket. Cricket, that's yeah, right. She was like a professional cricket player. Yeah. And then she's like, eh, I'll go back to tennis. Became number one, wins two Grand Slams. No big deal. She's a freak athlete, clearly. Also... Like last year, she didn't play at all either. My favorite uh, backhand slice on tour right now. Yeah. Ash Barty. Those Australians, ladies. uh, Mm -hmm. Sam Stoser had a great one-handed slice, too. Yeah. I do love the slice. And obviously, is a perfect recipe for grass. Yeah. So. Well... And and it's so interesting because she she plays in a way that's that's so much more diverse I think than a lot of other female tennis players yep. do. She doesn't just pound the ball from the baseline. She's she's got a good net game. She can she drop does. shots. Mm-hmm. She's a good mover. Got a very solid serve that mm-hmm. can move around the box. Um, she's very mentally strong. I think she she plays well in big moments and plays well in like tie breaks and um, and all that kind of stuff. So. Right. Yeah, so I, I really like her a lot. I, I do too. I um, wonder why she's not... I, I'm sure she's really popular in Australia, but yeah. I just wonder why she doesn't get as much popularity worldwide. Um, it's fascinating. I never thought about that. If why Yeah, why did um, Sharapova become Sharapova? Yeah. And Ash Barty's not known to the, to the average show. Well, and it's just such a perfect illustration too because... Not that anybody gives one rat's ass about the ESPYs, you know, oh, the, the yeah. whatever. Right. But literally the same day that Ash Barty wins Wimbledon, Naomi Osaka wins best female athlete in the ESPYs. Yeah. Right? And and I know it's just the ESPYs or whatever, and, like, Naomi's great too, but, but like, something just didn't sit right with me mm. when I when I saw that, where I'm like... Literally, probably the most well-known tournament in tennis, uh, whatever tennis culture is going on, and you're saying the best female athlete is not even playing in this tournament. Yeah, and you're declaring her not just the best female tennis player, but overall just like the best female athlete, like 
that includes soccer, that includes you know basketball, all this. Boy, stuff, how does so. how does I mean, what's the criteria for that? I don't know, man. The, for anyone who watches hockey, just for reference, Patrick Kane won best hockey player. So that's not even Seth doesn't know what I'm talking about. I don't, there. but no, that mean, but that yeah. must mean he's not. He's not. No, maybe like ten years ago. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's not. So, you know, it's the Aspies, but, but at the same time, I think that was, like, a perfect illustration of, like, I guarantee you, if you ask non-tennis fans who Ash Barty is... They don't know. They're going to stare at you. Yeah, they would like, have no clue. Is, but, you know... I they think, would have no clue who Ash Barty I is. I definitely think more people would recognize Naomi Osaka now, Yeah. So. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool final. It was nice to see Karolina Pliskova... Um, yep. make it to the finals as well and she had been struggling for most of the year i think uh was i think about to drop out of the top 10 for the first time in a while um she's one of those number one in the worlds who's never won a grand slam too like uh dinara safina and others i think <laughs> she's also an obnoxious grunter Pliskova? Mm-hmm. is she mm-hmm. i didn't notice she is really mm-hmm. why didn't i notice that yeah, she like is a screecher, in my opinion. Are you thinking of the right person? No, I'm not. <laughs> Did you just look up a picture of mm-hmm. her? I'm like, not that's thinking. Not her. That is nothing. Did no. you not watch the women's fight? I actually did. <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is a maybe this is the uh, remnants from the cold. Yeah, I'm, that's definitely it's not a who I was thinking of. Fever dream. About. You were thinking of Sharapova wow. still. No, I was thinking of um, Sebalenka. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's who she played in the semis, right? Yeah, that's... Pliskova. That's right. Yeah, Sabalenka's obnoxious. She's, that's what I was thinking. She's all... I, yes, I cannot... So I, you were right, but just the wrong... Yeah. You know, all these Eastern European Names. chicks are just all the for same. For a good old country boy like me, that's tough. Yeah, for, for guy who's dressing up in camo vests on <laughs> <laughs> winning. <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> all these foreigners and all the... I, I hope that this podcast becomes world renowned, and if it mark my words to the two people listening to this, shout out to Elegant. Shout out to Elegant Tennis as always. Sorry about the camo comment. I'm if sure. we if we become well known, I will be wearing a camouflage vest every every time we do an episode. That's gonna be like your thing. It's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna be the country tennis commentator. I'm gonna bring tennis to the country world. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been at the clubs too long. It's been at the country clubs too long. I'm gonna bring it to the country folk. What changes in tennis would you make to make it more attractive to the rural environment? Mullets would be allowed at Wimbledon. Mullets, <laughs> number one. Instead um, of white, you wear camo. You wear camo mm-hmm. instead of white. Um, you can also smother yourself in deer urine. Not that that would help your game at all. I got but one. What's that? So. Uh, you come out onto the grass court with your pickup truck and you can do like donuts exactly. on the court. That's great. Or you can or you can bring your resident goat to keep the grass <laughs> at a manageable level for the court. Is that right? country still or are you thinking of like rural like Kazakhstan or something at this point? Yeah, well, I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean it's still rural, just maybe it not is. the kind of rural. Sleeveless we shirts more often. I know Nadal had that for That's a minute, true. but I mean of wears mm-hmm. But it'd be less like athletic looking. It'd be more like, you know, barbecue stain type thing. Mm-hmm. More like a layer of the cable guy, 
Larry the Cable Guy kind of um, yep. sleeveless shirt than a Rafa Nadal one. I think that'd be amazing if tennis was, you know, like... NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing if tennis and NASCAR people <laughs> formed together to create the biggest fan base in the world? That would be the coolest thing in the world. That, that would... Uh... That kind of reminds me of like a like that movie Happy Gilmore, where like the golf, you know, the preppy. Have you right. seen that movie? I have seen that for sure. And then like he attracts all these like, you know, good old time folk mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. come to these golf. Tournaments. That'd be amazing. It's That'd be like, amazing. What is wrong with you people? Go back to your shanties. Like, <laughs> like I'm sick of the Wimbledon with like the pearl necklaces and the, the berries and cream. I want Bud Light and yeah. I want like pulled pork nope. at Wimbledon. Yeah. You know, the only pims I drink are PBRs. That's right. Like seriously, <laughs> I don't know. you know, missing teeth. Yeah. Like give you, give me. Do you country. like the tradition of Wimbledon? Is that I do. something you you appreciate? The the white because I, I I heard like a story of like Jordan Thompson. I think Australian tennis player was talking about how he he wore all white. He just had black underwear on. Oh. And he got like a talking to from the chair or from the tournament ref and was like, we'll find you if you ever wear that underwear again. He had to have, have his like dad go and buy him like tidy whities. Hmm. I mean, I do appreciate the traditions of Wimbledon. I mean, it's it's cool that that custom continues through the generations. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, do I think that there are things that we should be a little more lenient on? Probably, but... Yeah. Um, but but you know then it wouldn't be Wimbledon. I mean, it makes it Wimbledon because it's everyone wears white and yeah, you know everyone. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, I I like the custom and I like the tradition of it. And if you want more vibrant, raunchy tennis, watch the U.S. Open. You know, right? And that, I think that's what the cool contrast is: is we go from this is like my favorite time of the tennis year, honestly. Right now is like this this contrast of going from the white Wimbledon you know all the Mm -hmm. the classiness and then we're gonna go into this U.S. Open series swing right where it's all about like late nights everyone's just hammered watching these like tennis matches New York crowd you know even like the Cincy and Toronto tournaments are fun and um you know so so I like this this contrast and I think like clothing wise also everyone wears very bright and loud mm-hmm. clothing at yeah this, like new york open. i mean it, yeah i mean th- that in my opinion that is what's kind of cool about each slam is each slam becomes a bit of a reflection of the city that hosts it right right i mean new york is loud and crazy mm-hmm. and wild and i mean i've been at the open a couple times and there's no energy like a late night match yeah on Arthur Ashe. I've I mean, heard it's, it's just so loud. It is so loud. Like, I got, you can't even imagine how loud it is. Like, I got to see some tennis. late night Agassi matches there you did. towards the end of his career. And it was like insanely mm-hmm. like energy off the wall. It was cool. Wow. It was really cool. But I mean, you don't think of London when you think like that. I, at least no, I don't. No. Right. Um, but I think of New York that way. So yeah. I, I kind of like, I, I do like the traditions of Wimbledon, but I also like that each slam has its own personality. Sure. Yeah. So, and that's why we all hate the French because it's boring as hell. Right. It's just it's just boring. It's, it's stuffy and it is and playing on a dumb surface. No one likes. No. And, it's a dirty yeah. hardcore. <laughs> just like the. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Where's that restraint? Where's that restraint? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, we'll cut that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Um, so. 
uh oh so i mean along the lines of the tradition thing one dumb thing i saw on twitter was everyone freaking out over people slipping on the grass court initially and everyone was like we should get rid of grass no one should be playing on grass anymore people are the players are too athletic now to be playing on grass all they're gonna do is hurt themselves and i'm like people hurt themselves every year at wimbledon this isn't anything new and they hurt themselves on every surface that's also true. They hurt themselves, they hurt themselves probably right. more on clay than I would say even on probably. grass. I mean, they're yeah. sliding around. Yeah. I think just people are more comfortable on clay because they play on it more yeah. often. And I mean, there was only like two weeks of tournaments right. leading up to Wimbledon. Again, blame that on the French Open yeah. um, for pushing their tournament back a week and taking away a week of, gr- of grass court tennis. Right. So right. good job, France. Thanks. Um, real cool. Gave us French fries and nothing else. <laughs> Liberty fries. <laughs> Which if I... Freedom fries. Freedom fries. <laughs> Freedom <sorry>. fries. <laughs> we would get an email about that one yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there goes our sponsorship for McDonald's French fries. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Lacoste was actually going to sponsor us. They're done now. Jeez. That's yeah, unfortunate. Whatever. Take your stupid gator and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Very anti-French episode. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. I, I like crabs and snails. you know. And then there's the typical things we all know from Wimbledon. Williams, you know, Serena Williams dropped out really early with the injury. I don't she know. Slipped. I haven't really. Yeah, she slipped. I haven't followed any post-injury stuff about what that all meant for her. I think she's fine. I don't. I do not know. Fed disappointingly um, checked out early in kind of a dramatically anticlimactic fashion he got yeah. beat up pretty bad that last match and then of course novak wins it all and continues his trailblazing and he's uh now he's with the big boys Tied. 20 20 for fed 20 for nadal and 20 60 for novak grand slams between three Isn't that people? wild that 60. is that is so wild we're bro. not talking about like just tournaments i know right I'm talking about Grand Slams. You know, it, it is funny. That's what makes me chuckle a little bit when you listen to, like, Johnny Mack do his commentary. And he's like, you know, I, oh, God, I used to think that I came from the era of, you know, the yeah. best tennis players. And I'm thinking, okay, you guys, him, Connors, and Borg together are probably how much. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't like get me Lendl wrong. And, I mean, I yeah. think Macron has, like, seven. Borg probably has, like, what, 12 or 11 or something like that, maybe yeah. 13. I think I saw a statistic that there was, like, a, a list of, like, 15 players like notorious players including pete sampras like if you combine all their grand slams you get 60 and crazy? it's like 15 or 16 players it's yeah. like and it, it takes it, three it, of these guys to get to 60 yeah that's so yeah. crazy that's 15 years worth of grand slams yeah like 15 years straight they win all four you know if you put them all together uh, right 2003 man i know <laughs> it, it, it's funny i mean it, uh, it's you know what's weird about it. I have gone through phases too because I remember probably late Federer domination when I'm talking like oh five oh six oh seven era mm-hmm. when I was so unbelievably sick. Oh yeah, of every Grand Slam being Roger Federer mm-hmm. or every French Open being Rafael Nadal, and then you mix Djokovic in there, and, and then you you just you just know that one of those three guys is going to take a Grand Slam, and you're like, why do I even watch? Right. Um, but then it's weird because the, as I've grown and I guess just become a more mature tennis fan, I now appreciate what goes into that mm-hmm. and what, what goes into the 20 that they've gotten and right. the, the sheer dedication and concentration and focus and, and sacrifice. And now I'm like, 
wanting all three of them to win all the time and i don't want anybody else i don't even want like a random person yeah it's weird how it works i'm the exact same way yeah i mean i even find myself in other sports like you know tom brady winning his like seventh super bowl you know 10 years ago i was always rooting against him i was like i can't stand the guy right and then like this year when he wins with the tampa bay bucks i was like all the way tom brady let's see how many you can get you know like because i think we don't we we appreciate now i think the rarity of this right that we're never we're We're never gonna see this again we're not gonna see this again no it might happen at some point but we're not gonna be alive for it you know so you know i think we have to appreciate this this dominance for what it is well you know and as much as i love an underdog and i do i also love a champion yeah there's something about the the aura about them the i don't know it you just, it, I don't know. You you respect yeah. it. You respect what they've done for the sport and what they've, um, I mean, th- these guys have sacrificed their entire lives for tennis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always love when I hear the stories about how Novak's family basically gave every dollar to his development and to the um, to the downfall of his brothers. Like his, I mean, his mom was given interviews where she's like, "Yeah, we had no money for his brothers to do anything. <laughs> it was all about Novak." His brother's still a pretty good tennis player. Mm-hmm. He could probably play like D one. Also, for sure. I mean, can we also just talk for a moment about how much it would suck to be his brother? Yeah, I, I would never touch tennis. I would never touch a tennis racket. Yeah, I would go as far away from tennis as possible. I mean, they played doubles a few times. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't know It's that. like what, uh, so annoying. I, I don't like this at all, but like Stefanos Tsitsipas is like playing doubles with his brother Petros, who's ranked oh. like 600 something in the world. Mm. He's bringing them to like the Masters tournaments and stuff, and they'll like lose first round. And it's so funny because like I think Petros is like, you know, not that much uh, age difference between him and Stefanos. And it's like right. Stefanos is such a like physically more imposing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you can tell. This guy's number four in the world. This guy is 600 in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> it's funny. There's been quite a few brother duo um, doubles type teams, right? You've had the McEnroe bros who played. Yeah. Similar dynamic. I mean, Patrick was ranked much higher than Tsitsipas' brother, but still. Yeah, I mean, yeah he was more relevant. Um, but still not in the same conversation Gen- with Jensen John. Brothers and Jensen bros. Brian you had the Brian obviously. bros. You had the uh, Murray brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they played some doubles with each other. Yeah. Um, Forgot about Jamie. Murray. I believe even the Blakes played with each other. There's another Blake? Mm-hmm. James Blake and his brother. Um, is it Rob? Shoot. No, not Rob Blake. That's a hockey player. What is his brother's um, name? I can't remember. But yes, yeah, there's Blake matter. brothers. Yeah, that, it really has, <laughs> does not matter at all. But there there were Blake brothers. There's the Blake brothers, too. Blake brothers. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Roddick so. has a brother, but I don't think they ever played with no, each I other. No, I don't think so. he was a pretty good pretty good uh tennis player in his own right too right in college i think he he might have played for nebraska or something oklahoma or something like that maybe yeah jack sock has a brother eric sock who they played doubles a few times i know the harrison brothers that's right christian and ryan um makes sense i mean i mean it does why wouldn't you play with yeah i mean you might as well i would i could never play with my brother are you kidding me i I well my sister doesn't play but I would, um, I would kill him. I could never play with a sibling. He'd either. kill me, and I'd kill him. <laughs> I, I mean, I just never played with a sibling. I, I could not play with a sibling right. in anything for that yeah, matter. Yeah, exactly. Too much. Yeah, me. no, but that that um, I think it was interesting to talk about, like also Novak's just dominance and how frustrating he is to play against. It was Shapovalov that semi? Um, 
I went back and watched it because it was three close sets, and Shapovalov was. I read about how Shapovalov was really in control of that match. He was the off the ground, right? He yeah. was serving lights out, uh, holding a serve like at love every time. Was hitting forehand winners left and right, His but then nasty could not convert on break points. I know, could not win the tie break. You know, could not. Uh, just, just the big moments. It's, just, it's like what we talked about the, after the French Open with Tsitsipas, where it's just like Novak just shows up for the big moments. He's a freak that way. And and Dennis was in tears after a match, and I, and like I, I feel bad for him because like I totally know that feeling where I I truly believe that Dennis thought he couldn't play any better. Yeah. And he still lost in straight sets. <laughs> See, that, that's what I think is so debilitating right now for the men's tour is I, I do not believe this. And, and I think if a pro player told you, I think they'd be lying. I don't think there's a, a pro player out there right now who thinks that they can beat Novak. Right. Ex- especially if Novak's playing decent to well, not a chance. Yeah. Your best chance of beating Novak is if he's playing extremely poorly and you're playing two extremely well. And two, two out of three, out of three sets. sets. <laughs> you're not going to beat him in five sets. Yeah, you're not going to beat him. In He's three. just more fresh. Yeah. He's just more focused. Yeah. I mean, this dude is a monster. I mean, and it's crazy. You watch him on changeovers. He stares off into like mm-hmm. the dist. I mean, he's in a zone. It's like this weird Zen yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. He is. He's a spectacle, is what he is. Right. It's yeah. it's really remarkable what this. Yeah. And I, I, I would go out on a limb and say that he's gonna he's gonna at least get twenty five majors. Oh, easy. You know, I would be shocked if he didn't get twenty five. Yeah, he's. I mean, once, if Fed is in decline, like we've all alluded to, and you know, Rafa maybe grabs a couple more Frenches. I don't know what yeah. his situation is, but shoot, I I just don't know who stops Novak. Right. I just don't. It's that ball lady from the US Open. <laughs> well, yeah. that. She didn't help. No. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that I mean, honestly, if she if she didn't get hit in the throat. He would have won. I mean, he won Wimbledon twenty nineteen, right? And then yeah, he won Australian Open twenty twenty. He won. Yeah, I mean, he would have won like pretty much every Grand Slam that we could think of, except for French Open twenty twenty, and you know, so. all thanks to that lady's esophagus. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's still impressive, even oh, it's. The I mean, esoph- the team wouldn't have a Grand Slam. No. I, he, I don't think he would have beaten Djokovic at the US Open. We, and you know what's funny? And of course, they did a lot of commentary on this at Wimbledon about him and is he the GOAT and all that stuff. And we've, we've touched on that like we need to. But Chris Everett made a good point. Um, he is unique in the sense that he is unapologetic about his goals. Oh, yeah. I am going to yeah. win the most Grand Slams ever. Mm-hmm. I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I want to win every every single record that's there. I want it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not he's he's never been one of those people that's meek or um, right. Even like Federer will be like, "Well, I just appreciate you know, right. I just love playing tennis so much." You know, right. It's like you never hear about like him saying like, "I'm the greatest of all time." But but but, but doesn't that make Novak Novak? I mean. He yeah. truly, he truly has so much self belief. I mean, he, he straight up has said to report. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm just simply gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna break the Grand Slam record. I'm just right. gonna do it. I mean, and his, his kind of his rationale was, listen, I've made all these sacrifices in my life for tennis. I'm away from my family all the time. The only thing that would make it worthwhile is if I do demolish all these records. You know. What the hell is that? 
I don't know. Apparently, oh, it's the mic. Those motorcycles. They're shooting Kill Bill Volume Three behind us. Dude, those motorcycles. If you live in Grand Rapids and you're listening to this, I want to start like an anti-motorcycle <laughs> club or something. You already sound like an old man. Uh, it's so. Does bad, this break dude. the ordinance? Sound ordinance I, violation? Dude, it is bad. They've uh, yeah. woken me up too many times. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I dig- I digress. But yeah, no, you are you are a hundred percent right on on that. Like, and again, I think ten years ago, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah. what a what a pretentious, you yeah. know. Now I'm like, I wish I had that kind of self confidence and self belief, you know. Like, I, I everyone can learn something from that. Kind he of, should be a sports psychologist, right? I don't know what he has worked out in his psyche to be able to something clicked. Holy crap. I mean, it's insanity. I mean, he, like I said, I mean, I thought the French Open was so crazy because literally, um, Sitsi Pass was playing so unbelievably well. And I still could just tell yeah. that Novak was going to win. I mean, he hits this. And I think he knows it too. Like, he goes down two sets to love and he does not care. Mm-hmm. He knows he's going to win in five. It's insanity. Right. He's like, I'll just win these next three sets. I right. mean, it's. He, well, it kind of happened in this, in this final here. Berrettini won the first set, right? Tiebreak, right? But it's it's even funny from like a sports betting standpoint. Like Novak was like a plus, you know, like a minus uh, five fifty or six sixty or something like that. So it was like huge odds, not even worth betting on Novak. And then right. like he lost the first set. So I just checked what the odds were, and they were like still like minus three hundred. Yeah, I mean so people like, know it was still like yeah. <laughs> don't even think about like he's gonna win this match you know i mean he is he is playing tennis at a level we've never seen yeah it's it's you know it's 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 a lot of things like it's just scary that someone you know even just physically you know i mean he struggled with injuries and back in 2015 2016 people thought he might be done you know and, and people thought you know, oh, he's not going to ever come back and be as dominant as he was maybe in like 20. Because he, he did have that streak in like 2011, 2012 when he was he won like three of the four Grand Slams. And then he well. radically changed his diet. And well, just... that was, that, that's what caused it, right? right? That was yeah. the catalyst, yeah. yeah. He went gluten-free. He went like all plant-based or something. I don't know. But I think I, aside from the physical stuff, the mental thing is really yeah. what's what's crushing everybody right now. He is the... He's the Michael Jordan in tennis in the sense that it's the perfect combination of talent and discipline. Mm-hmm. And when you take talent and you you apply structure and practice and principle and all that to it, I mean, you get you get twenty yeah. Grand Slams. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm I'm rooting for him honestly. At, I am at, too. At the U.S. Open, I want him. I want to, him to do it. I want him to do it. I think it'd be cool to see someone accomplish the the Grand Slam. Right. I found out that apparently you're not supposed to refer to like each individual Grand Slam as a Grand Slam. They're just slams. No, they're majors. Oh. You call them majors. I guess, I mean, I've heard that yeah. both ways. You call them majors and then... But it's a Grand, grand Slam. Grand Slam is when you win all four. four. That's, yeah. what, that's what it's for. It's not a Grand Slam. Right. It's, you know, the Grand Slam encompasses all Which four. Which makes sense. Yeah. I heard that from uh, Chris uh, Cliff Drysdale. Oh, God. I can't yeah. stand Cliff Drysdale. Who's your least favorite... Tennis commentator. Oh, this is undoubtedly Hannah Storm. 
I don't even know who that is. And you don't, I don't think she's a tennis commentator. She's just an ESPN. She person, is, right? and her ass sits behind the desk and pretends like she knows what she's talking about, <laughs> and it drives me insane. She throws off these like little one-liners off somebody yeah. who know you know somebody who actually knows what they're talking about will say something, mm-hmm. and she'll be like, I, "I can't even I can't even fathom something so stupid that would come out mm-hmm. of her mouth." But I can't stand her. So I hate her as a commentator. Period. If I had to pick a tennis-specific commentator. It probably it would be between Pam Shriver and I'm gonna give you a shocker here. Mm. Not a big Martina Navratilova. I was that was actually my number one. Yeah, was Martina Navratilova because I don't think I I think every time I listen to her commentate, first of all, she has the most boring voice ever. Yeah, it's so monotone. It's monotone. <laughs> it is so monotone. It's monotone as hell, and then. Her only contributions are talking about times she won or <laughs> how great she is, how great she was, yeah. and Monica Sellis and you yeah. know all, P- Martina like players from her era. I guess Martina Hingis not so much, but like you know Steffi Graf and like just talking literally talking about players from her era, like and how great they were all, right. you know. And it's like, all right, great, you know. Favorite tennis commentators. Um. I like John McEnroe, honestly, just because I think he says some wacky stuff. And it's kind of funny. It's pretty entertaining, but I think he talks too much a yeah, little bit. He does talk a lot. Um, I don't mind Cliff Drysdale because I think he does, like, kind of... I think he says some maybe... I don't think he's really cared about tennis since, like, 2002 or something like right. that. Like, he... I don't think he's updated his tennis commentary since yeah. that time. Since he's turned 140, but, he um, seems to not care as much. But yeah, he, uh, yeah, it. I don't know, man. It. Uh, I, I like. I like the combo. I like Chris Fowler. I know he's not a tennis commentator per se. Do you? But I like his voice. Mm. I think he doesn't go beyond his knowledge. You yeah. know, I think he, like, lets the acknowledges that he's not the tennis guy like he he provides good color commentary but then like he'll let the the you know with patrick mackerel is right. with them or brad gilbert or whatever he'll let them talk I'm, more i'm a huge daring cahill fan yeah i think yeah. he is awesome to listen to because he is a coach he also was a player but on the x's and o's he's just a fun guy to listen to because it's he's a real tennis guy i also like chris everett too just because she's kind of snarky and yes, she is she, a great she'll call you out in your shit. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She doesn't she, mess around. My favorite is when she's paired with like John McEnroe and gives him crap or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is funny that way. She's really funny. She, she's she, very funny. She just like you can tell she's just rolling her eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like her because she's got a lot of personality. It's but pretty great. Yeah. Also, I you know it's kind of funny. I think Mary Jo Fernandez usually has quite a bit of tennis tech or X's and O commentary. Like she's very technical in her commentary. It's um, yeah, strategic. I like her voice too. She's a very soothing voice yeah. and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Pam's a little annoying, I think. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. she knows a lot. Obviously, she's Pam yeah. freaking Shriver, right. but also. Um, yeah, but no. I, I do like Darren Cahill. Though. Darren, I, I, Darren's I think, probably my number one. I don't know how many. I feel like they always put him on like the sideline. He's always sideline. I know. Yeah, they yeah. don't they don't put him. But I I think he's super interesting. I think he'd be a great coach. Yeah, Agassi's coach. That's right. My boy. They were saying something about Agassi. Um, I, oh, I, th- I think it was just kind of what you were talking about with like Djokovic now being like the greatest all-time returner. Yeah, it's like unfortunately, I think Agassi's. that's probably true. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, but, um, yeah, I th- feel like there was something else about Agassi. Oh, this is what it was. So, um, remember I talked about Sebastian Corda? So, mm-hmm. the American tennis player, he made it to, like, the uh, f- fourth round. Yeah. And he lost to Darren, or Karen Kachanov in a very wild five-set match. I don't know if you caught that one, but I it was, know. like, 9-7 in the fifth set, and there were, like, 13 breaks in that fifth set it was it has to be a record you know but um i thought you would appreciate this but i don't know if you knew this but sebastian corda actually trained with agassi i did not know that in the um in during the pandemic Mm. he went to las vegas and agassi was like basically his coach for that whole time and and everyone's talking about how this jump he's had and like progress is is all agassi because his game now is much more complete like Agassiz was. Makes so. sense. Um, so, I don't know. I'm excited about this kid. I Something feels different about him than, like, you know, even, like, a Jack Sock, you know, who has been, like, a top 10 or a pro or last top 10 American player or right. John Isner. But something feels different about this kid. I think he's going to actually mm. do some stuff here. Agassiz worked with Djokovic, too. That's true, yeah. For a little while. For a very short it was. It wasn't very long, but, yeah, he did for a little while. Yeah. Lots of old old pros have worked with Djokovic, mm-hmm. but then I think he didn't he like Todd struggle. Martin. Yeah, didn't he struggle with like Lendl or something like that, or or not? It wasn't Lendl, it was Becker. Yeah, because I think Lendl coached Murray, didn't he? Lendl co- coached Murray, and then he tried coaching uh, Zverev for a little bit. Yeah, but, and then um, then Djokovic just like fired everybody and went back to his old team right. from like. 2012 or yeah. whatever and yep. he started dominating again right. so i don't know i guess just don't do too much um but yeah so the next big thing i think that i don't know do you have anything else on wimbledon not really not much no, no yeah no. it was pretty straightforward it was. Slam, as much as i i mean well put it i mean think about this this is how uninteresting wimbledon was guess who won <laughs> the one seeds in both men that's men true. Were, i mean both the both the one seeds won so man what to me, Wimbledon. I guess I kind of wanted to say this too, but um, growing up, I feel like Wimbledon was like the event for me, even oh, more so sure. than like the U.S. Open, because I think it was like the summer. Yep. You were you know home all day. That's all you did was watch these matches the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I remember I would I had my all white little outfit when I was like seven or eight. Or oh, did you really? I would like always pretend you know playing with my dad. Right. I, was, I would always pretend to. Uh, be playing at Wimbledon and all this stuff and um but it's weird how it's like not so much the US Open and and you know something more local but um but yeah I just always had these memories and I, I one the first vivid match I remember was um Goran Ivanisevic winning I believe that was in 02 that was yeah 02 or 01 I think 02 Leighton Hewitt won I think it was 01 yeah it sounds right and he beats uh, Patrick Rafter right. in the finals. And Goran was a wild card, never won a Grand Slam in his life. Who's now coaching Djokovic. Who's now coaching Djokovic. Funny. Very good point, actually. Full, cir- it full all, circle. It all comes around. But I just remember, like, that magic of, like, this no-name. or not, I mean, he wasn't a no-name. He was a really well-ranked you know, ranked player. But, like, you know, someone you didn't really expect. Yeah. Like, just, just coming out and winning. And he had this, like, you know... 16 minute long deuce game to win it you everyone was just like feeling his nerves and everyone was just like on edge and wanted him to close it out and win his dreams and he 
finally does it and you know like he's just bawling his eyes out and just like you know right. in tears and something like i i just want that again in, in yeah. a weird way yeah. as much as we just talked about like how we appreciate novak's dominance and all For that sure. kind of stuff but at the same time like the other side of me kind of who would it be for something like that it would i mean right now we're not gonna see i don't think in the men's side at least someone who's the next i mean who's the next um who would be like agor and even Yusevich to or, or who is the next player that wins the grand slam oh. that is not roger in general rafa or novak yeah it's got to be sitsipas sitsipas or medvedev because they're the only two who have been in finals yeah. Um, I hope I mean, it's not Medvedev. Really? I yeah. love the guy. He's, I mean, yeah. He's interesting and you know, like fascinating. The, the beginning clip. There. Yeah, I just think it's, I mean, he is, <laughs> he's definitely got a sharp tongue for sure. Oh, he's hilarious. Um, I like his game too. But it would be, like you said, it, I mean, wouldn't it be cool if somebody like really came out of the woods? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Know, like someone Francis Tiafo or something yeah, crazy. Something wild. Yeah, you know? that would be cool. Even like, you know. I mean, this would probably be, like, boring to everyone else, but, like, you know, if, like, Sam Query just randomly yeah. wins a Grand Slam. <laughs> right. You know, how funny would that be? That'd be really wild. Like, I mean, Kevin Anderson kind of did, almost did that yeah. a couple times. Everyone's like, what? That would be... <laughs> You're good now? That would be really, that would be really wild if somebody... Or, like, I mean, I'm, I... And Coco had a pretty good showing. Um, I, oh, yeah. I do yeah. hope she goes, like, super deep oh, in New she'll York, be though. Fine. Right, in yeah. New York. She's gonna have a huge yeah. crowd behind her. Everyone's gonna love her in New York. Mm-hmm. People are gonna love That's her in New be York. Wild. Yeah, so I hope she gets some late night ones. People are gonna love oh, her. Oh, she is. She, yeah, she had like four center court matches in uh, at Wimbledon. Yeah, she's a favorite or for like sure. Three at least. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, she's she's not disappointing. That is for sure. No. Um. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. Next thing on the horizon, even before the U.S. Open, unfortunately, is the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, normally I would be excited about the Olympics, right. but just I think the circumstances of, A, I mean, I don't have anything about Japanese people, but like, it's all the way in Japan, yeah. and the time difference just kills the ability to actually enjoy the Olympics, and then B, they're going into strict COVID lockdown, no fans, right? Um, other athletes can't even go watch other sports, well, and let's be honest, we're tennis guys, and even I, when I think of Summer Olympics, I'm like, oh, gymnastics, track yeah, and field, yeah. right? I mean, that's what you Swimming, think when you think, yeah. right. I mean, we it's weird, though. We kind of have our own Olympics, and it's kind of Wimbledon in a way. Yeah. Right? Or, I mean, or any of the majors. But if you were a track and field fan, the Olympics is the Olympics. Because right. what else do you yeah. watch, right? Like you a watch former the, swimmer. Right. Yeah. You watch the Olympic qualifier, maybe, but like mm-hmm. that is the event, is the Olympics. And it is for tennis, too, but it's never been... For tennis, I right. think what it is for other sports because we have four majors, right? And people you know? make a living playing tennis, tennis year round, year round, right? And events. I mean, all I'm the sure place. there's there's track athletes and swimmers who do that, but I don't think they're as common as like a tennis player, right? Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I always liked the tennis Olympics. I thought oh, it was kind of cool, and I, I, I think it did kind of sometimes. Uh, create some random people. I, like James Blake, I think, is like a silver medalist, right? That's probably right. And then like Juan Ignacio Chela is like a gold medalist, you know? So you yeah. have these cool things and people get excited about playing for their country. And I think it's a super 
um, interesting thing in that aspect. We talked a little bit about how much people like playing for a team and their country yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And this yeah, is the true. one time when you're able to do this, but lots of people are dropping out of this one and I don't blame them one bit. Fire's yep. out, Kerber's out. Nadal. Um, Nadal's out. Serena. Serena's out. Um, yeah, a bunch of players. Um, yeah, you and I are probably next on the short list <laughs> right. here. I think I can get a bronze this year at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How wild would that be? Oh, like, my there's God. There's literally, like, say, say like, like, COVID just goes into overdrive, you know? The like, only... ju- just COVID just, like, sweeps through America, just yeah. takes out, like, 80% of the population, and and you end up being, like, the next highest ranked tennis player. And they're like, well, Seth, we got to send you to Tokyo. <laughs> we have nobody else. I think the only way in which that happens is if the same meteor that ran into the <laughs> earth when the dinosaurs were extinct, and I still think I'm probably, like, three singles. I think they yeah. probably find two more ahead of me somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that would be wild, though. I mean... Olympic athletes always say there's nothing like playing. There's nothing like competing for your country. Yeah, um, yeah. But that would be literally hilarious. That would be so. I will say this though: if I played for Great Britain, they'd probably put me ahead of Andy Murray. You think so? Because everyone just finds him to be the most disgusting creature on the earth. <laughs> Jesus so. Christ! We're getting slapped <laughs> <for those> slander lawsuit. <laughs> just kidding, Andy. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah. No, but um, we'll let no. Barnum handle that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but I I, I will say um. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out with the Olympics Andy, because... Andy's a two-time gold medalist. He is. You. He is a two-time gold medalist, right? Singles. Okay. Um, he is. Yeah, and if I'm... What a rare opportunity to... I mean, this is like seeing Haley's Comet or something like that, but Novak does have the opportunity to win the gold medal and a Grand Slam. The golden Grand Slam. You know, if I'm him, I'd go, I'd do it. Why not? Just win every freaking thing this year. If it was any other year, any other Olympic, if it was Rio or if it was London, right? I would go for it, but I I would focus on the U.S. Open. And that's no that's back. probably what he'll do. I, I, mean, think, he's, I don't think he's going to play. No. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, that in itself probably says what the Olympics means to tennis fans. Right. Right. I mean, if it really was a big tennis event, mm-hmm. he'd go and he'd win. Yeah. Because it'd no. be something he'd want on his You're shelf, right. right? Yeah. Plus, he so. probably thinks he can win in another four years anyway. So. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Not even four. It's three years away. It's in Paris, too. So. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think he's like, oh, I'll just win it in three years. I'll, just I'll keep, still be dominant. Just keep adding majors to my <laughs> yeah. basket. Yeah, yeah. But to do it in one year would be insane. That would Literally be, insane. Would be so, so crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, speaking of the pandemic wiping everyone out and i was playing but i was like playing soccer with this guy from gibraltar which is like a five square mile you know piece of land and he said something funny um this was after the euro final when england lost but he's apparently gibraltar has his own soccer team but he was saying something like i'm one big earthquake away from making that soccer team there's like 500 <laughs> people that live there and i just laughed my bit face off and that is pretty he wasn't though. joking either he's, he's like yeah I could probably... he prays for it every night yeah <laughs> that's so funny Ugh. yeah remember when we played soccer indoor soccer hey, could we could awesome. we even call it that that was a nightmare that was 
the worst experience I've ever been a part of. In my Didn't life. we get drunk in the last game? <laughs> that was the only way to get through it. And we scored a goal. That right was the, the one time mm-hmm. we scored a goal. We could not have assembled a group of more <laughs> unathletic folk if we tried. If if we held auditions like American Idol at every city around the country and only interviewed the most unathletic people we could find, yeah, I don't she, think she, she bang guy. Yeah, he, remember William. Hunt. He'd have been a star on this team. God, he would have been a star forward for our team in law yeah. school. And I remember getting off the field after every game and going, why do I do this to myself? Yeah. It was exercise. I think it was exercise, but you know, I was still relatively a competitive individual at that yeah. point in my life. And I remember being infuriated every time. But you know, if there's anything I know, you can't win the Kentucky Derby with donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a whole bunch of donkeys on the field. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you, you can't you can't do it. I mean, it doesn't matter how passionate the donkey is, doesn't matter it how spirited the donkey is. It's a donkey. So, anyways, yeah, it was. What about a donkey who's really good at rowing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that oh, is a really funny. Inside joke that's for a huge. Inside joke. Oh, that's so funny. Oh boy, yeah. But, well, uh, if, well I, I would hit that donkey with my car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty easy. Oh, that's lank, so donkey. funny. Um, yeah, but that was... That was that was terrible. I remember oh, we literally the one goal we scored the entire t- season we played was when I finally decided I was going to go be a, a, a forward instead of this one kid, who the donkey, who kept persisting to be the forward yeah shocker there um the whole time and i was like i'm just gonna be forward it's the last game of the year so i go and i get pressed up against the wall it's a co-ed league and it's this this chick uh defending me and she's like shoving me into the you know into wall. the board yeah and i'm trying to just like fish the ball out and i just elbow her right in the chest right in the, <laughs> right in the boob she's just like ah <laughs> break free and i just kick the ball and it like deflects off of like five different things and goes in the net oh my gosh like take my shirt off there's (laughs) nothing there's nothing more discouraging than when you are in a crappy Mm -hmm. crappy indoor soccer league and you are the bottom of the barrel and other teams with also really crappy athletes are taking pity on how bad you are yeah we got mercy to bunch oh my god yeah you know? Well, and especially, I mean, you and I were like doing pretty well in college tennis. Like, we like had good here's the thing: we like had good stuff going on. I, listen, I am not claiming that I am, you know, the most unbelievably. Ath- I'm a pretty decent athlete, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not amazing, but I can do decent. And we got schmucked every game. Yeah. I mean, it was like disconcerting, yeah. is what it was. It was bad. So you can run and kick the ball. That's all you need. But yeah. When seven other people on your team are on, I mean, they couldn't yeah. catch a cold. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, I haven't heard that phrase in a long time. I know. I'm turning into an old grandpa, which is a bunch of analogies, you know? I'm as yeah. nervous as a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> what? <laughs> you never heard that you one? You need a translator for that one. Yeah, that's my part, Hibilly, coming out. You might have. Might as well have spoken Aramaic see, I told there. You, see, I told you that's the camouflage suit, yeah. bringing it to the people. Yeah, bringing yep. it to the people. You're you're just bringing in a new crowd into the tennis right. tennis. My pappy once yeah. told me so. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Any. 
do you do you think Novak wins the U.S. Open? I do. I yeah. think there's no logical it's a reason. Dumb question. But... Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of a savvy way to be devil's advocate. I don't think it exists because yeah. there's no one. I no, mean... it's hardcore. He's just as good on hardcore, probably better on hardcore than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Rafa might give him a run for his money. I know he's maybe. Rafa's not maybe. playing the Olympics and he's playing in uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. So it looks like Rafa's gonna try and make a run for it. Do you think maybe that Rafa seeing Novak tie his Grand Slam record maybe makes him think, like, I got to get my stuff together and beat him at the U.S. Open. I'm not letting him pass me. I think he might think that. I think he certainly thinks that because he's a champion, right? I mean, he's Mm going to go down as one of the three best players we've ever seen, but... The problem with, I think Rafa's game is not multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Novak has many dimensions to his game. Not only is not only is he unbelievably... It's this simple. I think that there is nobody who's a better defender in the game right now, and there's nobody who's better offensively mm-hmm. than Novak right now. And so I, don't, I just don't know what Rafa can do to throw... A, a wrench in that whole Novak machine. Um, right. And, and frankly, there's nothing Rafa's going to show him that Novak hasn't seen from Rafa before. Also true. So he it's knows... It's not like they haven't played like no. 58 times. Right. He knows what he's getting. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, Rafa's an amazing tennis player, obviously. He's an amazing athlete, obviously. Um, but if, if Novak is playing... I stand by this statement. If Novak is playing decent to well, ain't, nobody's going to beat him. Just nobody's gonna beat him. I mean, yeah. would you agree? Um, I think there's. I I think if Novak is playing decent, I think a Medvedev and a Sissipas who are playing lights out, maybe I don't think team because he's kind of hurt right now, can take him out on hard court mm. at the U.S. Open. Maybe right. not at the Australian Open, but. At the U.S. Open, this is a tournament where I think has produced some wacky results. I think like a Juan Martin Del Potro won in 2009 in the yeah. height of like the Rafa Federer era. Yeah. Um, you know, Marin Cilic randomly won this tournament. And like, I don't know, like Stan Wawrinka won it, you know. So yeah. this is a tournament that weird stuff has happened. Um, but... I, I think, like, Novak does actually have to play. I don't think he can get away with what he did at Wimbledon because I don't think he played that great at Wimbledon. Yeah. I think he played good. I don't think he played... What a horrifyingly scary statement. Though. Right, exactly. And um, so, but I think at the U.S. Open, on hard court, in those conditions where I think a, a player like a Medvedev or a Tsitsipas or, I mean, geez, even, like... I hate to say it, but like Zverev, like if, even if he's playing really, 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 really well, like get me, don't get me wrong, they have to play like flawless, <laughs> yeah, to do it. But it it can happen. You know, you know? what's amazing? It, it, it you wonder how much of it is the crazy machine that is Novak right now, and the whole momentum and built up with him winning the entire Grand Slam, all four slams. You wonder how much that weighs on the psyche of other players too. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Right. Every time we go out there. 
and play against Novak. We we don't only know he's number one in the world. We don't only know he's the greatest tennis player to ever play, but we know that he is on a mission of all missions. Right. And can I really do I really have enough in the tank today to stop that meteor? That, I don't know. That's the big thing. Is I think like to, to me that's that's the biggest indicator that someone will have a good tournament, a good deep Grand Slam run is when they take care of the matches they should take care of in a short amount of time. You know, like they win them straight sets. If right. they go four sets, like they lose that one set, you know, like six one or six two or something like that, and they right. come back and win the next set, you know, like like keep it under three hours in those first three or four rounds, you know, quarters can get a little trickier, but like but if if they play a, a long five setter, you know, if they play a grinding battle, just mentally I think you're gonna go in there and be like, I don't have the the stamina to take down Djokovic. It's I think it's the equivalent of like the, the visual equivalent of like you running a, a marathon and then being at the base of like Mount Kilimanjaro and being like I gotta climb that now. Yeah. You know, every set's like that. Right. <laughs> with him. Right. You know, yeah. If, if I take this guy to a fifth set, I look across mm-hmm. at him and change over, and I think. What am yeah. I gonna have to do? Right. What am I gonna have to do to actually take him down? Yeah. You know? It'll it'll be interesting. I I think it's, I think it's possible. I'm not. I don't think I'm as certain. I mean, who knows? Maybe Djokovic, uh, freaks out again and takes out a a, a lines person. You know. <laughs> I mean that that is. But see, that is a worthwhile discussion. What is Novak's weakness? Yeah, it's himself. <laughs> I mean, is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, you know, I. I it's himself. I, I think. I think they talked about this at, at Wimbledon. They're just like, there's just no holes in this game. The one thing I can I can think of, in terms of like his actual game, is sometimes he'll patty cake in his his second serves. You yeah. know, but uh, but even then, if you don't. If you do that like once in a while, like if you roll in like a seventy-eight mile an hour serve, like that's slow for them, I guess. That's like my first serve now, but um, you right. know, <laughs> but if you roll in like a slow serve like every once in a while, that's not gonna be detrimental to your game. And in fact, like I saw it a couple times where he did it in the Berrettini final, and Berrettini freaked out because he's like, "Oh my god, a serve that I should crush!" And he like right. shanks it into the audience, you know. So even like his weakness isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world that can happen to you so yeah i mean i don't think he has a weakness but i just don't know what his what his least strength is right Um, yeah yeah oh just overall solid just just overall solid player um but yeah i mean I think the only way to really beat him right now is someone to have to Tanya Harding him. <laughs> <laughs> or Stan Wawrinka has to step his game up and take him out again. Yeah. Or, or, or you know, I mean, the way to beat Novak Tanya is... It's, it, the way to beat Novak is really not that hard. You just gotta, you just gotta slap winners and, yeah. and not stop doing it. Yeah, just don't... Just keep doing it for... For three know, sets for in three a row. For three sets for four hours, you know. And never make that's, him... that's what Orinka did the yeah. times he's beaten them. Close your eyes and just keep smacking yeah. winners. I mean, that's yeah. the only way to beat that dude. Right. Yeah, and I mean that's that's how that's what we said when Rafa was was dominant too. We said that was the only way you yeah. could beat him. But then comes along Djokovic, and I distinctly remember saying this phrase 
he out rafa Rafa, you know? Yeah. Like, do you think that that's, that's maybe what, like, a, uh, you know, I keep saying the same two names over again, but I, I think, I can't really think of any others off the top of my head, but, like, a Medvedev or a Tsitsipas, you know, to go in and out Djokovic, Djokovic somehow, yeah. you know? And, and I just, it's tough. I mean, Medvedev kind of showed he can do it at the 2019 U.S. Open with Rafa, where he kind of came back and was playing really good defense and blah, blah, blah. I think you almost have to hit through him, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what Del Potro did. It's one of the two, yeah. That's what Del Potro did. Yeah. I mean, you have to hit through him. Right. Um, You're not going to outgrind him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's so unbelievably quick and fast and athletic and and flexible. I just don't... Getting him on the run doesn't... That's what's so amazing about him. He likes being on the run. Yeah, on the run isn't even a weakness, right? It's not even like a vulnerable position for him on the run. Right. So, I don't know. Someone's just going to have to bulk up and just literally slap away. Loose. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. You know what? You're down. I, I don't think you can even. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you hit two first serves every single point. I mm. really don't know. I mean, there's no sense in yeah. playing. There's no sense in playing conservative tennis. What if Nick Kyrgios beats him? That'd what if fun. they play in like the second round? That'd be like, wild. Nick Kyrgios just takes him out. Like, it would have, see now that's would, a player who can do it. Though. It would have to be somebody like a Mulfeast or something like that, where you have yeah. these crazy skills, where you can compete at that level. But yeah. can you keep it for three? Can you keep it together right. for three sets though? Right. You know, Kyrgios has beaten all three of the the yeah. big three. I think he's like the only player in history who is like beaten all three of them in their first time that he's played them. And knowing Nick. That would be like something he would be like. He hates Djokovic too, and, and just to just to ruin his dream, yeah, would be like Nick's drive, like yeah. right. He doesn't yeah. care about winning the US Open. No. he's like, if I can just screw this up for, <laughs> he'll Djokovic, probably retire the next round yeah. too. He's like, if I can just screw this up for yeah. Djokovic, I'm good. He hates Novak yeah. too, or he doesn't hate him, but he's definitely like expressed dislike for him yeah. and. Um, he's definitely been like very vocal about like I don't care how many Grand Slams Novak wins, Federer yeah. will always be the best player ever. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. He isn't even like Rafa. Like Rafa is very annoyed by him, but Nick Kyrgios is actually something that I would that would be so funny if yeah. he gets Novak in like the first or second round. If the right coach could get their hands around Nick and <sighs> convince him of. The structure, the discipline, the sacrifice of that, and, and you're not, yeah, you're not going to. I mean, that's not his. Yeah, that's he doesn't not his have deal. a coach. Yeah, he doesn't. He has openly said in interviews. Listen, there's two kinds of tennis players. There's people that want to win Grand Slams, and there's people that want to entertain yeah. people. I want to entertain people. I yeah. make a lot of money while I do it. Yeah. So like you know, don't push these norms on me that I don't want to be a part of. Right. So so what? I don't want to win the the slam. That has nothing to do with anything. I just want to yeah. go out and play tennis and make people hey, clap. As long as he's making money doing it, I don't care. I know he's like on Twitch and stuff doing all this stuff. But I'll tell you I'll tell you this much too about him. I went to Cincinnati in 2019 and he was playing on that grandstand court. That thing was packed like oh, yeah. midway into the second set of the match before Everyone, it was like a doubles match too, so right. you know it wasn't for that match. He's phenomenally entertaining. Everyone was packed there. I got there early because I wanted to see him play. Right. He played one of the most entertaining yeah. live matches I've ever seen in my life. He hit a mat. Uh, he had a he had a ball that was like that's still on his highlight reel. I got to see that live, which was insane. He like serve and volleyed. He was playing Sonego, um, 
and Snagle like ripped ripped a ball back at him and Nick was half-heartedly serving volleying and he basically hits like this backhand volley with his back completely to to facing Sinego from like halfway between the service line and baseline just sticks his racket out hits a perfect drop shot winner off of it it's crazy and then he's just like whatever like, you know like deal. he's like that's that's par for course you know see like i, I said they, they should do an exhibition match at every major where it's like Mulfis and nick Darius, their yeah. first like yeah. exhibition match, and just like yeah light up the crowd oh you know? my god it'd be crazy people pumped up like a harlem Glo- globe trotters or something like seriously though it'd be crazy Oof. yeah i don't know all right anything else you got probably wrap this one up not much all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Sorry again. This took a little bit to get out. Um, we know we had thousands of emails come in saying, Whoa, right. where were you guys? I was called um, by Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seth? <laughs> All right. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time.